The greatest thing about digital is that it's interactive, unlike television. DigitalMarketingRadio.com Would you like to start your own show? I'm thinking of developing an online video course teaching how to set up, produce and market your own show. If that might be of interest, dear listener, I would really appreciate if you'd take two minutes of your time to complete the questionnaire at startyourownshow.com. That's startyourownshow.com. The Big Interview with David Bain. How is the digital marketing landscape different in India compared to Europe and the US? Why are clients in India spending so much money on TV marketing for youth brands? And how is marketing in India likely to evolve over the next couple of years? Those are just three of the questions that I intend to ask my special guest today, Paramveer Singh. Param, welcome to DMR. Hi David, thanks a lot for having me here. Well welcome, um, thanks for joining me. Well. Param, um, an ex-advertising art director, uh, a national award-winning cinematographer, and he also runs DesiCreative.com out of his sheer love for advertising and brands. So, Param, how is the digital marketing landscape different in India compared with Europe and the US? Uh, Hi, David. Uh, See, uh, in India, we have uh, still a huge uh, reliance on television as a medium. And uh, di- digital is still evolving. So uh, I think one of the th- uh, reasons for that is the extremely high uh, penetration of television in the huge amount of middle class that we have. And not everyone is, uh, you know, like completely conversant with uh, the, the, the regular traditional social media, like, for example, Twitter. Like almost everyone's on Facebook, but not too many people are on Twitter or on uh, maybe uh, Google and blogs are still evolving. So I guess marketers are also not very certain why uh, or how much they should invest in terms of time and money on uh, digital marketing. And you say quite a few people are on Facebook. Um, Are they consuming Facebook via a mobile device or um, tablets or a desktop computer? Uh, See, India is very interesting because I think we have uh, skipped the laptop revolution and went straight to the mobile phone revolution. So there are a lot of people who are actively using Facebook on their mobile phones. And even if they don't own a computer or a laptop, because a lot of these low-end phones, they are very affordable in India. Like you can get a phone for maybe uh, $100. And if if we don't have these... uh, uh, contract phones that you get in the US, like you could get an iPhone in the US for maybe $100, $200 contract. In India, you have to really shell out like $800 to buy it. Right. So like a $100 phone is worth a lot, I mean, a lot of money in India. And a lot of people get those with pre-installed Facebook and they're using it. All right. Okay. So pre-installed Facebook. So and then the, it's an official Facebook app that's pre-installed onto it. Um, I take it most of these phones are based upon the Android platform as well. Yes, yes. We still have a lot of uh, Symbian Series 60 phones sold, being sold under Nokia Asha and a lot of uh, low-end Android. And some of the Lumias, we're running Windows Phone 8, are doing pretty well here. Right, okay. So are you seeing businesses started starting to try and market themselves via Facebook then? Um, is that, is that a, an important marketing medium in India? Uh, yes, it is, but I don't see uh, that happening too much, and that kind of like makes me feel that there's a huge opportunity in digital marketing in India because, uh, despite the uh, reach of Facebook, uh, I don't think marketers are effectively using it enough. 
All right, okay. And what about internet speed? Um, are are people getting reasonable speeds? Is is there three G, for example, available in uh, quite a few places? Yes, yes. Three G is available everywhere. Four G is just about coming in in a few cities, but internet generally is terrible. Like I have three G, and I. Uh, barely ever get proper 3G indoors. Like, I have to be outdoors to be able to get good 3G. My wife never gets 3G on a Vodafone. Right, okay. Um, so that obviously impacts how people um, uses their devices as well. Um, Absolutely. What, what about Apple devices? Are, 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 are many people um, purchasing them at all, or is that generally just a little bit too expensive for, for most people there? No, no, Apple is doing very well in India. Last year, they did $1 billion in India, I think, which is fantastic because they are not really uh, advertising their products too much, neither are they marketing them too much here in India. But they have a huge brand presence, and uh, everyone wants to be seen with an iPhone or an Apple tablet or an Apple laptop. You know, All the young people who work with us and uh, their friends, everyone aspires to own a MacBook Pro or an iPhone or an iPad. It's huge. I, I, I love the... Um um, the horns we're hearing in the background there. It's a real taste of India we're getting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we have a huge traffic junction right outside our office window. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, and also, we mentioned earlier on that um, um, a lot of clients in India are still spending a lot of money on TV marketing, um, even for youth brands. Um, so do you think that is going to stay the case um, over the next couple of years? Um, or will that advertising spend start to move to things like mobile digital marketing? Uh, I really feel that advertising will definitely move to mobile digital marketing and uh, it is go it's already in the process of shifting but right now I think one of the biggest hiccups in the process is a legacy of uh, old school advertising uh, executives whether they are creatives or planners who are I don't think they're very conversant with digital or how to utilize it or harness its full potential so many of them are still hooked on to television and frankly speaking, I mean, I see a trend where I feel that most of the agency creative directors actually want to become filmmakers because Bollywood is huge here. So most of them are actually pushing for television work to happen more and more with the clients and brands. And uh, for some brands, it makes sense. But I don't think it makes sense for a lot of other brands, especially youth brands, because the youth are not watching TV. On this creative, we just ran a little dipstick study about uh, media viewing habits. And uh, we're going to publish it in about three days' time. And it's fantastic how little television the youth are watching. They are watching TV only to catch on live sports. You know, no one's watching TV. Okay, so is YouTube, for example, um, getting really popular in India? Yeah, YouTube is huge here. And uh, there are a few, uh, uh, you know, like uh, stand-up comedy groups who've got hugely popular YouTube uh, uh, channels and each of the videos get close to 6.4, 4.6 million views and stuff. Wow, that's right. Yeah, I mean, and the population's so big as well, of course. So um, it's possible to gain traction quite quickly if your uh, channel or if your product is great, I suppose. Yes, absolutely. And if you can market your product properly, you know? Yes, no, absolutely. And, and what about purchasing behavior? Um, do Are people starting to be comfortable with purchasing products and services online or yes yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah absolutely i mean uh, uh, you must have read about the fact that one of india's uh, premium e-commerce platforms called uh, uh there's snapdeal there's jabong and there is flipkart.com 
Uh, Flipkart just gathered more than $600 million in, uh, I think, a second or third round of funding. They're all doing very well. They're doing enormously well. Okay. And do you think there are opportunities for um, established brands in other countries to move into India? Or do you think it's still um, more successful for companies who start up in India to be a success in India? No, I think there's a huge potential for uh, foreign companies to come and set up shop here in India. I mean, apart from, uh, I'm not talking about, uh, you know, like uh, the regulation part of it. I'm just talking about the marketing and uh, business part of it. Like Indians are really, really aware of the international brands and products that are available worldwide and they are dying to go out and buy them. So I think the moment you are able to set up shop in India, you will have brisk business. Like I think uh, everyone is just waiting for an uh, like a IKEA to set up shop here. You know, but BMW, Mercedes, Audi, they're doing phenomenally well. Um, so obviously I'm more aware of the marketplace between the UK, the US and Australia. And um, I know that um, when you're talking to prospective customers in those different countries, um, there are certain nuances that you have to be aware of. There are different um, styles that people prefer to be spoken to and you'll get you're more likely uh, to achieve conversion rates if you actually adapt to um, a local style of conversation. Um, what's the appropriate local style of conversation that people prefer generally um, in India? Um, and is it that much different compared with, for instance, the UK or the US? Uh, I'm, I don't think that's... Uh uh relevant for the internet because i think the internet generation consumes so much of international internet that uh, i think communication lines are pretty much merged uh, it works i think it works much more in the offline segment where indians are used to a certain uh, uh, you know like uh, a kind of service which is a little different from uh, what you get abroad Oh. So I think on the on the internet and digital space, the lines are pretty much merged. There might be just a few uh, cultural, uh, uh, you know, like uh, subtleties which one needs to keep in mind. But I think rest everything is cool, pretty cool. Okay, and so um, th that's interesting that you're saying offline it's a little bit different. Um, and um, I think you're um, indicating that there's more focus on face-to-face -face and perhaps quality of service and, and getting to know a person. W would, th would that be correct? Yeah, yeah, see, it's a bit of a cultural difference. Like in India, we like to be, uh, 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 how shall I put it? I mean, for want of a better word, like we, we like to be mollycoddled into your service. <laughs> you know, like, for example, if, you, if I go to a restaurant in India, the, the waiters, they keep uh, asking you if you want something more, you know, and you don't see this happen abroad because I think they give you your little bit of space when you're dining outside in Europe or the U.S., and uh, some people from India may consider that as that kind of service being cold. Ah, you know? right. So, okay. So the the perception is um, if you're asked lots of times in India, you know, how are you doing? Is there anything else I can do for you? Then that's um, good service, and it's it's because in in the UK that might be perceived as being perhaps a little bit pushy. That's right. That's absolutely right. Okay, okay. And do you think um, there might be an opportunity to replicate that kind of service online? Yeah, perhaps. Why not? Mm. Um, it's just a, it's an interesting thought because um, obviously it's important to try and improve online conversion rates as much as possible. And um, mm -hmm. perhaps if um, Indian consumers feel that they're being serviced 
better compared with other websites and they're more likely to stay with that brand and obviously if they stick with that brand they'll tell their friends and it, it could make a significant difference to the long-term success of that business that's true mm. um, so what about over the next couple of years how do you think marketing in india is likely to evolve over the next couple of years uh, see, we are right now in the transition phase, so this is very interesting. Uh, uh, marketers and brands are actually spending more time and money on the internet now, uh, though I think that it should have been much more. Uh, like I know for a fact that Unilever has a huge digital uh, push, and uh, in fact, we are doing a lot of stuff for Unilever and Wrecking Bankiza for the internet. And uh, they, uh, in fact, there's this huge uh, Indian blogging community which has come up called IndieBlogger.in. And uh, what they're doing is they've made a community of, uh, I think, over close to 100,000 bloggers. And they push uh, marketing programs to them. So, like, if you're signed on to Indie Blogger, you can get these marketing programs and contests which you blog and tweet about. So, I think it's one good step towards that direction of uh, getting the Internet start to talk about your brands. And this is getting more and more uh, prevalent with the brands and everyone's experimenting with different things like video is a big push right now a lot of guys who are creating branded content for the YouTube and uh, like I have been a little uh, skeptical about uh, videos as of now because of the low bandwidth but uh, it seems to be working for people and uh, it's only going to increase more and more Okay, that was an interesting website you mentioned there, um, Indie Blogger. I see the website address is uh, indieblogger.in. Um, now, um, I'm aware, obviously, um, if you're asking for bloggers in the U.S. Um, mm -hmm. to review your product or service, um, then there's more... There's probably tougher legislation there with regards to ensuring that you disclose the fact that you're giving your product to them. Um, and the blogger has to um, generally include um, a line within the article saying they received the product or service for free. And, and that could indicate, uh, that could, um, could change people's perception in terms of how your product is perceived because it doesn't obviously look like a, a, a natural recommendation or review. Is there mm -hmm. any recommendation, uh, any legislation like that in India at the moment? Uh, as far as I know, there isn't any such legislation in India at the moment. Okay, um, so um, it's, it's, it, there's probably more of an opportunity there to um, just simply get your products or services in the hands of bloggers um, and then they will um, write a review on your behalf. I, I, I guess the danger is um, you don't want hundreds of glowing positive reviews of your product because, because that doesn't look natural either. Um, do you think um, if um, a blogger in India did receive a, a complimentary product, then they would naturally write um, uh, an honest review or they would feel obliged to just give a positive review? Uh, see, uh, I think culturally speaking, we are obliged to uh, write the negatives in as much of positive light as possible. But, but yes, I mean, bloggers do go out and uh, write a lot of uh, uh, positive reviews with maybe just a little bit of negative stuff to balance it out. Uh, I think it's a very uh, nice self-balancing mechanism prevalent right now in the way that it is because uh, bloggers also don't want to lose their audiences by sounding too much in the hands of brands. So it kind of balances it out, I guess. Okay, that's great. Okay, so it sounds as if um, that's not too um, big a concern that businesses should have, that um, they'll, they'll receive lots of artificially positive reviews. It, it sounds as if they're going to be quite, um, quite natural. 
Mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah, it's still evolving. So I guess uh, things are still uh, you know like being cooked right now in terms of digital marketing space. Absolutely, an exciting space to be involved in. Um, but let's segue into the second section of our discussion. So, so that focuses more on your thoughts on where digital marketing has been and where it's heading. So starting off with... Software I couldn't live without. What software do you currently use in your business that if someone took away from you, it would significantly impact your marketing success? <laughs> I, I think the most uh, important software that we all use in our marketing programs is the browser. And I think it's also the most underrated. You know, like I, at any given point of time, I have at least three browsers open. and uh, So three different uh, browsers. I, so um, Internet Explorer, Chrome and Firefox, I presume? No, no, Safari, Chrome and Firefox. Ah, uh-huh. so never Internet Explorer. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't use Windows, so I guess... The, the, that's fine. So, so is that um, to test um, any websites that you might have yourself then? Uh, to test the websites, plus also I have uh, different Gmail accounts and different Twitter accounts. So, you know, like I like to open two Twitter accounts in two different uh, browsers, apart from using Ootsuite. And uh, the other softwares which I use are... Uh, you know, like, uh, t- uh, b- basically the softwares which I use are in the browser, mm. you know, so I use uh, f- uh, Future Tweets for scheduling my tweets. Okay, so different plugins for, for the browsers then. Um, yeah. Um, and do you prefer Firefox or um, Chrome or Safari? I prefer Safari and Firefox. I use both because there's certain things which uh, sometimes uh, Safari doesn't handle too well and Firefox handles it because ultimately Safari and Chrome are both based on WebKit. So I like to have one Safari and one Firefox as two major platforms for browsers. Okay, and a slightly more challenging question. What software mm-hmm. don't you use but you've heard good things about and you've meant to try at some point in the near future? Cloud. Uh, so It's just called cloud, is it? Yes, K-L-O-U-T. It's for ah. measuring your social media cloud. And I have an account on cloud, but I, I don't think the the last time I logged in must have been over a year back. Ah, right. Okay, I've, I've been keeping an eye on that a little bit more recently. Um, it's, um, it's an interesting tool, but um, um, it's important, obviously, not to become too fixated in it and just uh, be tr- tracking your score all the time. But um, um, it's, it's obviously important for people who want to build themselves as an authority in their industry to be aware of how um, their clout, how their perception is improving in the industry. Yeah, because I was initially using it as some kind of a a metric for measuring my social media success, you know, and uh, over a period of time, I've started to rely more and more on uh, Google Analytics and uh, Wolfram Alpha and uh, Alexa.com. Okay, I will. Let's move on to... I wish I would have. I'd like you to look back on the first day that you're involved in trying to market a business online. What didn't you do so well? What do you wish that you would have done differently? Oh, I wish I could just turn the clock back and invest in on Google AdWords when I started. <laughs> <laughs> because, because, you know, uh, I started some of my blogs when uh, in about uh, 2006 when I was a film school student. And, uh, of course, I mean, you were always cash-trapped. And uh, at that point of time, uh, Facebook, I think Facebook was hardly ever there. And uh, uh, this uh, Friendster and uh, all these other social media, uh, you know, like platforms were barely here in India. At that point of time, I could have really uh, picked up a huge amount of audience and I invested wisely on Google AdWords. 
Wow. It's become more difficult now. It, it's, it's, it's certainly become more expensive, yes, and, and more competitive as well. Yeah, yeah, it has, because uh, I, I think that uh, uh, across all the people that I know, and if, even if you check the metrics, the analytics, I think Facebook has become all-encompassing. Now, it's very difficult to, uh, you know, like uh, bring audiences to your platform. Like, suppose you're starting a new community or a platform, it's become a little more difficult because people are so used to Facebook that it's very difficult for them to create your own platform and attract people there. It was not so difficult before Facebook started. Now, one of the issues that businesses are facing in the um, the US, UK certainly, is that um, um, they've built up Facebook pages um, over the last couple of years. They've, they've built up a big audience of people. But um, now every post they make, um, only a small percentage of those existing likes are actually even finding out that a post has been made. So they've got a very small percentage organic reach via Facebook pages. Um, That's it, right. Is, is, is that um, a problem in India as well? Yes, it is a huge problem in India as well. Like I could, uh, not, I think that Facebook's been changing its algorithm so, so that they can convince us to spend money on boosting our posts, which we do, and it does help us. Yes, no, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how that one evolves because obviously Facebook have loads of users and um, mm-hmm. lots of businesses use them as well. But um, it's important that Facebook make money, but at the same time not making the businesses want to move to another platform and um, getting them completely fed up of um, using Facebook. No, but you know, David, I feel that even if you do spend money on Facebook, I think the uh, the value for money is much better than television right now uh, already because uh, we, we just did uh, a few short videos for uh, a company called easymove.in, which is basically, uh, you know, like a corporate movers and packers in India. It's a startup and uh, I'm in fact also partnering on a startup called Yogurt Labs where we are developing a mobile app for creating social media marketing videos on your mobile phone. So uh, we created a couple of videos for easymove.in and they spent only $25 in promoting them on Facebook and they got a reach of I think uh, about 26,000 wow. and uh, and I think they got about 30 odd shares or maybe more than that. I don't remember the metrics exactly but uh, the best thing is that they got two customers from that. They spent $25 and they got two customers. That's that. That's pretty incredible. So that certainly demonstrates that it's working at the moment. Yeah, it's it's great. I mean, I think it's great. I mean, imagine client. Uh, imagine if you could spend like uh, the amount of money that you spend on Super Bowl. You take about uh, you know like twenty five percent of that money and put it on Facebook. Imagine the reach that you would have. I know it's incredible, and and the great thing about um, using a medium like Facebook advertising is it's so measurable. Um, you can see precisely that. Um, your spend has had that impact on um, immediate purchases and you know that that advertising medium has done that um, if you spend money on television you won't get the same metrics yes nobody because nobody knows if someone is watching your commercial I mean I've I've always had a problem with that I don't know if someone is watching that commercial most people go for a, a break during the break you know mm. but okay let, let's move on to the this or that round. So this is the quick response round. Ten quick questions. Try not to think about the answer too much. I'm just looking for your gut reaction. Ready to go? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Email or Twitter? Twitter. Audio or video? Video. Affiliates or display advertising? Affiliate. Facebook or Google Plus? Facebook. Online price releases or one-on-one relations? 
one-on-one -on -one relations. Paid search or SEO? SEO. Email contact form or telephone number? Email contact form. Website or app? It depends. Social subscriber or email subscriber? Social subscriber. And local marketing or global marketing? Uh, locally global, I guess. <laughs> Yay! Okay, so the only depends was website or app. What, what does that depend upon? Uh, I think it depends upon the kind of uh, uh, website or service that you have. You know, for example, uh, I find it very difficult uh, for certain kind of uh, websites to be in uh, app form even now. Okay, and so what kind of industries um, do you think um, aren't so appropriate for our app form? Uh, I run a very uh, popular, I mean, very big film production company here in India. So if I had an app for that, I don't know how that would help me. Because we need uh, to display a lot of information, our commercials, everything on the website so that people can take a look at it, our show reels and stuff and contact information. And would an app be just something where they can watch the videos? I don't know. I've not thought about it actually. Okay. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's interesting because a lot of businesses just think they need an app because um, it sounds like a cool thing to have. Um, but of course, um, unless you know the business decision behind having an app and exactly what that will do, uh, there's not necessarily a reason to have one. That's exactly my point, because uh, an app is expensive. You know, you need to cover at least the top three platforms. And uh, plus, I think they're, the target audience uh, will always have an app fatigue. You will only install so many apps on your phone. You're not going to, like there are millions of websites. So you're not going to install one app for every website, right? Yeah, absolutely. The $10,000 question. If I was to give you $10,000 and you had to spend it over the next few days on a single thing to grow your business, what would you spend it on and how would you measure success? Facebook. <laughs> I thought that was going to be the answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll measure success uh, by uh, traffic and uh, by how much uh, people are talking, I mean, like social media conversations that starts, and uh, of course by my sales. But see, the most important thing about spending money on digital marketing is uh, uh, the greatest thing about digital is that it's interactive, unlike television, which is like, you know, like passive. So uh, one has to be able to generate conversations on digital. And I think that is where the bulk of the uh, effort should go into rather than just have stupid display ads, which just display your logo. So I, th I think, yeah. Okay, sorry. And um, in terms of your call to action from Facebook, um, would you drive people towards your website? Um, and um, if so, what would that call to action be? Would you ask for just a name and email address or would you drive people towards a purchase? Uh, it, it depends on the uh, product that, or the service that I am marketing. Like if I were an e-commerce company, then I would uh, pr probably get people to come and check out my new products and new sales happening on my e-commerce site. But if I'm a like a product company like uh, on Apple or a BMW, then I would probably want people to, uh, you know, like I would probably want to use social media to build some kind of a cool factor on my brand so that when they go to product, buy the, when they make the purchase decision, they've already made up their minds that this is a really cool brand that they want to own. So have you tried any other um, pay-per-click advertising apart from Facebook and Google AdWords then? Uh, actually, no. 
Okay, because um, um, obviously there are other networks moving into the space. You've got um, Twitter and you've got Pinterest and LinkedIn as well. Um, are those paid advertising opportunities available in India at the moment, do you know? The, there are, but uh, they don't have much traction as of now. Like if you look at the uh, India metrics, I think uh, Google and Facebook top it up all and uh, Pinterest would be uh, less than number 17. Right. And uh, yeah, I, I don't think that much of the relevant TG is there on uh, uh, these sites like Twitter and Pinterest. In fact, Twitter is quite big in India, but it's mostly big with people who are uh, conversant, very well conversant with English and uh, they can write you know, like, for example, there are a lot of guys I know, uh, they are not on Twitter, but everyone is on Facebook. Okay, okay, so you've got to go with the audiences, obviously, if you're yeah. an advertiser. Yeah. My number one takeaway. Well, Param, you've offered a, a lot of great advice in our conversation, but what's the number one takeaway? What's the single most important step that our listeners need to take away and implement in their own businesses? Uh, I think in terms of uh, marketing, uh, the best advice would be that you should get other people to say that your brand is desirable. Ah, right. Okay. Um, so um, it's important not to do the selling yourself. Um, you need to produce great products and then um, great content and then have other people talk about you as a brand. And that um, is much more likely to convert for you as a business. Yes, absolutely. Uh, because when you, uh, you know, like beat your own drum, then people don't take you that seriously. That's what I have understood from all these years of uh, advertising and marketing. A classic case being Apple. They spend only about a billion dollars in advertising worldwide, whereas Samsung spends $10 billion. You know, and uh, Apple still takes away the majority of the profits in the market because they have a very high uh, leverage of their equity. And uh, uh, it, it's like uh, you, you, you don't see Apple running its own blog or tweeting about its products as much as other people doing it. The moment they launch a product, you'll have all these like Gizmodo and Engadget and everyone covering their product and saying, wow, this is so cool. And everyone's writing about it. But I don't see people uh, doing that with, let's say, a uh, Windows phone. You know, like I don't see any reviewers really drooling over a Windows phone. Mm-hmm. Let's leave this. You know, let's leave the subjectivity of whether it is a good phone or a bad phone apart. But uh, otherwise, it does everything a phone is meant to do. But no one is drooling over it. You know, so I, I really think that Apple has a fantastic uh, marketing and PR team up there, headed by Phil Schiller. And that, we got a lot to learn. No, absolutely, um, and that's um, that's a great thought to to leave us on. So thank you so much for your um, time, your focus, and your advice today. What's the best way for our audience to find more about you and what you do? Uh, you can check me out on Facebook, on kissfilms.in, and on desicreative.com. Lovely. Okay, well, I'll include um, those links within the show notes and obviously the, the links that you mentioned to regarding um, the software as well. So, um, Param, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you, David. Thank you for very much for having me here. It was great talking to you. I look forward to your podcast. Digital marketing radio, digital marketing radio, digital marketing radio.com.